Welcome back to another Skippy's Got Podcast. I'm assuming all you wonderful fathers out there are getting those nice Dollar Tree gifts that you always get. You, you, when you think of a dad, you probably assume, oh, the old guy who sits on the couch, doesn't do much, doesn't say a lot, grunts and moans sometimes in odd situations. Sometimes he yells at the TV screen for something you don't quite know what it is for, but you just go with it. Well, I don't have that kind of dad. Welcome my dad for Father's Day. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ready to spit. All right. That's, that's, a, good, <laughs> that's a good start. So your life seems to be far more interesting than any other dad um, I've talked to. I don't know if that's just a prejudice or if that's just my preference. <laughs> but I, I assume I've seen and heard many stories from what you've told me. So give them a little background of what you are. Tell them, tell them probably your top three most significant achievements in life. Oh, man. Top three achievements? I don't know if I've achieved anything. Yes, man. you have. What have I achieved? He's, he's waiting for me to say it. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Yes, yes you do. What? I think I, I can Having name... a kid. <laughs> Getting married. That's, that's the stupid ones. Having a little moron. That's, that's good. That's good. So... I don't know. I mean, uh, tell them where you work. Oh, getting a job, I guess, is an achievement. You know, well, give them a little background, a little, little spicy information. Oh, it's nothing spicy. I, I um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a systems engineer, work on computers. He's smart. No, I don't know about that, but I guess one of my achievements I'm proud of is you know playing music and having two number one hits in bluegrass, two uh, albums that stayed in the charts for a long time. Yeah, it was something I worked for, you know, was important to me, music. I don't know. Do you have a number three? Or? Number three achievement. I don't, what have I achieved? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, biggest fish you've caught. I'm, oh. sure, I'm sure it's something like that. Well, I don't dad, know if he called that achievement. He's a big old fisherman. Yeah, I like Gets up fish. early in the crack of dawn when Dracula's roaming the streets. and <laughs> Go catch fish, yeah. That's a lot of fun. Any other time, he doesn't care. Honestly, if I, if I wasn't talking to my dad right now, he'd... He'd be fishing, seriously, uh, or looking at people looking fishing. Either at, one. <laughs> at uh, YouTube, you know, you may be sick if you watch other people fish on YouTube. I watch a lot of other people fish on YouTube. You enjoy it? I enjoy. I love YouTube. YouTube you... is like the new TV. I mean, you can dial up anything. It makes me want to do all these new hobbies. Yeah, I love YouTube. That's, <laughs> that's, a, good, that's a pretty good answer. I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so honestly as i think about it you said guitar got you your first job right yeah guitar is just it's just like been great for me music in general i mean i can tell you how it all started if you want to hear I, that I, with the with the guitar be good well i was working it wasn't my first job my first job was working at lock stock and barrel with a restaurant kind of like a, i'm mm. trying to think what it would be compared to today it had a bar in there so it would kind of be Olive like Garden? a no not all going it'd probably be more like an applebee's or something like ah. that because they served a lot of bunches so. so anyway i got a job there and i hated it working in food is just the worst 
You know, it's just the worst. Yeah. And I knew a girl that worked at Kmart back in the day. Kmart. I don't know if there's any Kmart's around now, but I only know one. But anyway, I, I got a. She worked there and she put in a good word and got me a job. And I worked in the automotive department, and that is mm-hmm. tons of stories there in itself. We just had a great time. We were crazy and did weird stuff. But while I was there, I had an assistant manager one time that came in. He was like a manager in training. And I'll never forget him. His name was Blake Lewis, and he, he went by the name Ace. <laughs> and he was like this young guy, but he looked older. But, you know, he was, he was, I thought he was so cool. Well, he was crazy. I mean, like he flipped a forklift back in our warehouse doing donuts on it. I mean, he would just do crazy stuff, right? Well, mm-hmm. we would go out to lunch, and he took me back to his apartment one time to pick up something, and he played guitar. Now, I had taking guitar lessons when I was a kid. My parents got me going to a, like an exchange park and they gave group lessons and I really stunk. I mean, I didn't practice. I didn't even own a guitar. They rented a Yamaha guitar like from <laughs> Bird Music Company appears on Got a block of wood and drill a yeah, hole. Yeah, just a piece of, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was good or bad. I didn't know. I didn't care about right. it. I didn't want to play. I didn't care I know about it. Right? So, I didn't practice, and I remember yeah. songs was like, "What's the song about the meatball rolling down a hill or something?" I don't on know. top of old Smokey or something. I don't it's all know. like the, the cheesy, like cheesy ones. song, like she'd be coming around the mountain and stuff, you know. Boring ones. I can play any of them, you know, <laughs> and it would be like sheet music, and it would be like a chord, and you change. I I didn't understand. I couldn't comprehend the whole what you were supposed to do and and how you're supposed to change chords. Nobody in my family was into music. Yeah. Nobody knew anything about music. I don't, I don't even know if they listened to music. I mean, music <laughs> was so unimportant in my household. Nature's the only music. So, um, anyway, he played guitar, and I thought, wow, man, this is cool. And and I remember he had a guitar, and it was a Fender Mustang. Oh. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, of course. But it was white and red, and he had, like, black tape on it, kind of like in the vein of Eddie Van Halen. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had it all. And and I remember the the nut on the guitar, the high E string, buzz. So he had a matchstick stuck under it to lift it up enough so it wouldn't buzz. Wow! I remember that. I don't know why things like that stick out to me, but I didn't know that at the time either. But I'll tell you how I knew that later. So anyway, he had ACDC album vinyl. <laughs> it's back in the day, you know, man. And back uh, in black. And he roommate. Yeah, it was back in black, which. Probably one of my favorite albums of all time. One of the best albums ever made, Black and Black. <laughs> anyway, he was playing Back in Black. And he was playing along with it, man. And it it was so cool. Like an eye opener? He wasn't trying to play note for note. He was making it his own, right? Ah. And, but, you know, he had the gist of it. Right. And I thought, man, that was so cool. And, you know, I always thought musicians were cool. And, you know, they got the girls, you know. And I was this <laughs> little lame kid. I wanted girls, you know. So I was like, man, that's cool. So I talked to him about it a little bit. Well... At the time, there used to be these department stores called Best, and one was called Brindle's. It was a little cheesy store, man. You go, and they had these items, and like, I remember my dad used to buy my mom like her Christmas presents there and stuff, and it'd be like this jewelry, you know, and you would look in a counter, and, and they would, you would tell them which one you want, and then they would get it from the back, and it would come out like on a conveyor belt. It was really, really cheesy. <laughs> well, Brindle's. You know, I was 16 or whatever, working, and I got me my first credit card. It was from Brindle's, or department mm. card, right? And it only had like a, probably had like a $100 limit on it. Like nothing, <laughs> right? So I had enough to buy that guitar. So I went to Brindle's, and I didn't know enough to know that you need to go to a music store. I didn't know anything, right? Right. So I go to Brindle's, 
and I see this guitar. It's a Harmony electric. Did come on a conveyor belt? Yeah, they 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 shipped it out. <laughs> After I picked out it, you know, that you have to tell them they pull a number and it comes out, and you know, you pay for it, right? And uh, it was a it was a, and I remember it because it was so ugly. It was like what's the like the telly? What color? Sunburst. Yeah. It was like sunburst, but very lame, and it had like a black pit guard and all these big knobs and stuff that looked weird. But how cheap was it? Oh, it was like cheap. Like it was like forty dollars, like thirty dollars. <laughs> it was more than it should have been because it was cheap. But you know, it came with like a pack of strings and three picks or something. You know, you like to advertise <laughs> like cool it was. So yeah. I got that. So I, they also had uh, a songbook there, like right. so you could learn chords, and it was called the Glenn Campbell Songbook. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, which was this country star, and he was just shit teaching you how to make chords. Well, so I bought it, and Ace, I tell Ace, so you know I'm trying to get him to show me something. So he showed me Sweet Home Alabama, three chords. That's all he showed me. He didn't show me the licks or anything. Right. Just it was power chords, which you know what a power chord. But yeah. a power chord for people who don't know, it's just like your whole two strings, kind of like a, a, a bar chord, but you're not even playing a whole bar chord. It's just like two strings, right? Yeah. And he showed me the dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. That was it. Dun-dun, like sweet home Alabama. What did you think when you... when you? Uh, Man, I thought it was cool. So, you know, I went home and I would <laughs> just rad. play that, right? I would play that. Next thing I know, you know, I was like listening to, you know, you get tired of playing dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. So I got the chord book and I'm reading chords, I'm doing the chords. And then I started playing the radio like he was doing, because I, you know, that's why I got the idea. He would play along with the record. Yeah. Well, I think he showed me Back in Black too, which was. And by the way, the way he was playing Back in Black was so. It would be like the open top string and one string under it, the open D string and the string under it. Very. Well, that's how he taught me that too. So I thought that was cool. But he didn't show me the riff, you know, the dun 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 this part. Dun 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 dun. dun. He didn't yeah. show me that right. So. I had watched him play along with records, so then I immediately started trying to play along with records. And it wasn't long, you know, not long doing that. I could do it. I could pick out a chord here and there and here and there, and I could pick out another chord. And, yeah. And it wasn't long that I could just play with along with the radio, you know. And I would just sit there for hours. Well, meanwhile, after my parents, they laughed at me when I first got it. They're like, what are you doing this guitar? After all those years. Well, I think because I, I, I failed to tell you what happened when I was taking them guitar lessons. My parents went like after the first month or something and asked the instructor, should we keep wasting our, you know, should we keep, keep him? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, he he doesn't have it. He'll never be a guitar player. You know, you're wasting <laughs> your money. So, so when I buy this guitar and come home with it, you know, I don't talk to my parents, you know, yeah. I don't go tell them, hey, I don't want to play a guitar. You know, I just went and bought it. Right. Right. And they said, what do you got? And they just started laughing at me because I bought this guitar, you know. Well, how did you feel when that happened? I don't know how I felt. I don't think it bothered me. I didn't care, you know. When yeah. you're 16, you don't, you, really, you don't care what your parents think, you know. Yeah. They started taking note because I was playing. It was sounding like the songs, right? So my dad was very good about that. He went and bought me my first nice electric guitar, which was, was a it was a PB Predator. Hmm. It was white. And it was a sweet guitar. But he also bought me acoustic Gibson Humminbird, a 67 Gibson Humminbird. Hmm which was an awesome guitar, and I still have it to this day, but it's broke. It fell off the wall. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he also, year, a little bit later, he bought me, you know, he bought me some nice amps and stuff, and then he yeah, bought me the Telecaster, which you own now. Yeah. And I played many a show with that Telecaster. Anyway, I was telling you that because, well, what? oh, you asked me how did my job come about. So I'm playing music, finish high school, and I'm playing music all the time. I'm in a band. I get in a band real quick because I... I actually had a knack for it, and I got good really quick. 
Yeah. And I ended up getting in a band. And they that play was, as good as you did? Yeah, no, but, you know, that was my college. That was my um, high school job, you know. Like I didn't, after that, I actually got fired from Kmart because of gigs. Mm. You know, I was out for gigs, and they said, uh, if you don't show up, then you're fired. Even though I had somebody filling in for me, they had had enough of me taking off time to play yeah. shows, right? So they fired me over it, but I didn't care because I had, you know, my job was playing music. Anyway, years go by, I'm playing a lot of people. What, what were you hoping to do? With, well, I the, wanted to. Did you want to get far enough to where you could perform with like a major label or something like that? Yeah, I was wanting to, at the time, I probably wanted to do it for a living, but... Uh, you hoping to be like the next ACDC or something like that? Yeah, no, I was into country music, so it was very weird. I, I mean, I liked all the Leonard Skinner and stuff, because that's fun to play on a guitar. Even to this day, when I listen to radio, I don't listen to regular radio. Regular right. radio to me is lame. It is. Like, I can't go. I agree so I'll tell you, like, uh, American Idol mm-hmm. and stuff like that It doesn't do justice. has destroyed music, in my opinion. My opinion. I agree with Because you. you can take anybody and put them on TV and make them a star. If you mm-hmm. put them in somebody's face all the time. Mm-hmm. I refuse, to this day, I cannot listen to American Idol. It, like I can't stand Carrie Underwood. If she comes on and I know it's her, I turn it. I cannot support some lame. I mean, I just it, it, it just kills the art. I know what you mean. Okay, so back in the eighties, the country bands, they were ugly. <laughs> like my favorite singers and bands, they were ugly. They were bald men. They were fat. They, but they, <laughs> but back then, it seems like they were real artists. They wrote their own songs, and everybody had their own style. And they sounded different, so you could. You could hear a John Conley song and know it immediately as John Conley. It didn't sound like everybody else. It's like right. if you turn on the radio now, everybody sounds the same. They all write songs about the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they crowbar the Jesus take the wheel into it. You know, not yeah. that I'm against religion, but you know, you can tell it's crowbarred in because they're catering to a country crowd, which the are mass, you know the, the good mass. old boys who love you know. <laughs> so so yeah, it, it's just it all burned it. You know, it's just destroy music. So exactly. Um, so anyway, I'm against all that. But I love the 80s country. It was so many good artists, and they all sounded set Who different. was it? I, know, I hear my dad play all the time. What is it? Oh, I love the guys. Willie Nelson. No, 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 not Willie. Hank Williams Jr. Hank was Williams a big Jr. fan of me that and my him. friends. We would go see a lot of concerts. David Allen Coe. But, you know, that was more the outlaw. I loved, like, the John Conley's and the Earl Thomas Conley and the, you know, Exile. They had these great bands back then, uh, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and... Everybody sounded different. You could play it, the guitar. It's just it was a good time in music. And like like I was saying, now even to this day, when I'm listening to music at work or whatever, I listen to Pandora and I set up my stations that I like with them eighties yeah. country. I think everybody, whatever they grew up with, is what music they like the most. You know, so it you makes grew sense, up. You right? know, that's what I think. But that's why you get like dad rock. You ever heard of that? Yeah, but you know that's why I like. But I also love. I'm weird because I love all kinds, man. I mean, I love. I love like Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. I, I mean, I can appreciate almost anything. You know, I love Gypsy Jazz, Django Reinhardt. You know, I even like rap, some rap. I mean, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. really against anything, yeah. man. I mean, I, I'm not really against. I don't like Broadway tunes. Broadway. I don't like musicals. I know it's hard for me to get but, into it. You know, and and jazz is hard for me a lot because jazz is. It's got so many chords and so many. Yeah, changes. I mean, it's fun to play on guitar. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and it's impressive, and I like that. Anyway, I, I, why was I telling you about the music? I about think job. you were talking about my job. Well, so when I decided, I met. I played with a guy, and he was a electronic technician, and he worked on guitar amps and stuff. And I thought, oh man, that'd be cool because I can uh, 
I can learn, you know, work on mixer boards and work on guitar amps and work on, that'd be cool. Mm. So uh, music forced me to go into that so I could work on guitars and be around music, you know, right. work on amps. So I took electronics and, and about time I'm graduating, man, it's like it was when people quit working on electronics. You know, like when yeah. I was a kid, when, well, not a kid, but teenager, when VCRs came out. Like VCRs were expensive, man, when they first came out, right? Now they're, what, 20 bucks? Like you buy some Cheerios, you get a free VCR. I mean, well, not even VCR <laughs> now, it's CD players but or DVDs, but VCRs were really expensive when it came out. And uh, some people got them worked on. You didn't just go buy another one and throw it away when it broke. Well, that was around the time that that was happening. Like it radio. became to where it, they made them cheap enough that if it broke, like a TV now, you don't take it to get worked on. You just buy a new TV or a radio, same way. But back when I was younger like that, people worked on them. Like so I graduate with something that all of a sudden became obsolete because people quit needing them people. So, uh. it was, so the people that was already in that industry, they were, you know, they were filling up all the jobs because you didn't need near as many. So I had an electronics degree and nothing to do, you know, nothing to do that I wanted to do. So anyway, it led to the job I got. That's what they were looking for. Long story short, I, that's how, how I got my job. But it all came from music, wanting to work on guitar amps. <laughs> that was that story. Could you tell them the other Kmart story? I've got tons of Kmart stories. Well, could you tell me the probably the one that got you fired the second, the first time? Oh, well, was we it? got fired twice. I forgot to tell you <laughs> that. And I told you earlier a little bit about it. What was cool about Kmart was I was the first one to get hired there. It was laid back, wasn't it? Yeah, and I worked there, and I had a cool boss. His name was Johnny Fisher, and he, he raced, drag raced. He had a, a Challenger six-pack. It was an awesome car, and we went to the drag race with him a few times, but... And he took up for us because we had a bunch of wild kids working for him. I got my friends a job there. James McLam was one of my good friends. He was crazy too. And I got Kyle Barger. And anyway, I ended up filling up the automotive department with friends of mine. You know, a lot of them that was the night. And we were just wild and we would do crazy things. Like they had security guards at the time that would walk around. And and, and back then it was for, you know, cameras and stuff. So they, above yeah. the automotive in the stock room was a a little window that they could set in and had chairs up there and they could ah. watch out, right? Yeah. Well, we would go up in there and, like, mess with them. Like, we would take their binoculars. And we was in the automotive department, so they had, like, liquid gra graphite. And we would put it on their binoculars so when they put it up to their head, they would have these black eyes. We would just always messing with them. Right. But, we, you know, that was just some of the things we did. But they, what, the story you're talking about where I got fired was Armorall. Everybody knows what Armor All is. Um, so we had an end cap, and, and in stores like that, the end cap is like the end of an aisle where they have a big display. Right. So they had Armor All. Well, one night, we're in there, me and Kyle and Jamie, and we're shooting. We decided to have an Armor All fight. Like somebody picked up a thing of Armor All, and we started spraying at each other. We were running all around the aisle spraying Armor All at each other. And that Armor All got on that floor, which is like a tile floor, like in a department store, and it became like, slick like ice a girl walks by with mm -hmm. a boyfriend slips and falls on it and when she falls she knocks down the whole end cap and armor all just went everywhere and they had to strip the floor because it was so slick anyway where were y'all when that happened we were standing there and oh. they claimed they well she just kind of left and laughed it off and like the next day, I think her mom called in and sued. They actually sued Kmart. It was a lawsuit, and I don't know how it ever ended. But they said that we laughed when she fell, which um, I'm sure probably happened. <laughs> but anyway, we got fired, and then we tell our boss that, that 
I don't know, I think we may have lied or stretched the truth a little bit and told him it didn't go down quite like that. Anyway, he was able to get us our job back. But I think, you know, it did damage <laughs> because it won't yeah. lie. Uh, but How long did it take to clean up the armor off? I don't know. They had to bring in a crew and, like, strip the wax, the Dang. top base off the car. But it was, yeah, we got Kmart sued. <laughs> <laughs> what about the one where uh, you had the, you missed with the, the radios? Oh, we, I used to do this stunt, man. Well, not stunt. It was like a, uh, we thought it was hilarious. You know, in the, in the automotive department. I don't know if it's still like that today at the stores. I don't pay attention to things no more. But it used to be where you could go buy a car radio. And it would be like on this wall. It was back in a back cubby there. It had probably 25 radios on it. Mm. And it had a button under it, a big orange button. And if you wanted to hear that radio, you pushed the orange button under it, and that radio would play. Well, on the side, it probably had 20 different styles of speakers, you know, yeah. two on each side. So you could pick what speaker you want to hear it on. And then they had like a power amp, because power amps used to be a big thing. I think they still are, but, but it would be an amplifier, you know, to make it louder and cleaner. So we would go there, and I would go there, and, and my other friends, because, you know, we all got into doing it. We would take each radio and tune it to a channel. And then we would turn it wide open and turn it off. And we did every radio. So if you pushed a button, it would come on max and just blaring. And then if you pushed another radio to try to get off of it, it was the same way on the same channel. <laughs> so every radio, we had it rigged, right? And we would just sit back and wait for somebody to come. And when they would come, they wouldn't turn it down. They were always, their reaction would be to touch another Really? Button. And when they did, we had that one set, too. You, so everyone they hit, and it would just it, it would freak them out. Did anyone would, catch on? No, people would just run and leave. I mean, it was just really? hilarious. We'd be they laughing. didn't see you? We'd be laughing so hard. Did they catch you? Well, they probably saw us, but they didn't know what we did. We were just laughing. So how did... How, it never how, ended. We did that until we got tired of it. How, I mean, but we would set it up. How often would they come? How often would you see someone come around? We would do that. I mean, you would just set them up. You know, maybe once a night somebody may come check out the radios or yeah. something. And we would have it all set up so we could blast them when they came by. <laughs> and then we had the key machine where we had to cut keys. It ain't automated like it is today. You had to kind of cut keys, and it was real aggravating. I mean, house keys was easy. They had like. I think they still are quick sets. It's a type of key blank, and they're they were real easy to cut. Yeah. But this machine was you had to manually do a lot of work on it, and it was this machine, and it had a wire wheel on one end or a nylon. Another one had a cutting blade, and you had to guide the old key over it and cut the new key, right? Yeah. And and the worst was like foreign cars, like Hondas and Toyotas, and they mm. and they would always come back. But man, that key machine, if you cut a key for somebody, it was like ringing the supper bell. Everybody in there would think, oh, I need a key cut. And the next thing you'd do, you would look up and it'd be like 12 people lined up to get really? a key cut. It was just stressful. Was that like every time? Yeah, they'd like come running like you like <laughs> like a crow call or something, like you're calling in an animal. So what we would do, we figured out that that we could hold the brush on it and turn the machine on and just hold it until the machine, the motor burned out. Mm. And it would go, it would be humming and shaking. And then all of a sudden it would go, and go quiet. <laughs> and then we put a, and then we put an out of order sign on it. And it would take them like a month to fix it. Really? Because I guess they had a guy that traveled around. So like and then monthly? as soon as we would come in, it'd be fixed. We'd break that mug again. <laughs> <laughs> we would burn the motor out so we wouldn't oh, have to wow. cut keys. That was that was fun. Oh, man. Every, you do it every month. Every time they fixed it, we we wouldn't let it be fixed but a couple of days, and we'd break it. <laughs> you had to do it like in patterns, so they wouldn't catch on. 
They never called on. But I don't think we even cared if they did. But nobody ever said anything to us about it. But um, you know, because they had the serious people that worked during the day. Was it only just you guys who were the at nighttime? Crazy? A lot of times, because the um during the day they had full timers. You know what that mm-hmm. was. It. And they, I'm sure they took the job serious. But you know, we're 16 year olds working part time. We didn't take it serious. I think yeah. I made like four dollars and ten cents an hour or something. You know, mm-hmm. so we didn't take it serious. It wasn't the end of the world. You know, so. But we didn't care about getting in trouble. You know, we got banned from the intercom because Kmart used to have this thing called a blue light special. I think they still have it. Well, it was this cart. And on top of this cart had this light, and it was blue, and it yeah. would flash at the top. And they, people would, and these people would get on the intercom, and they were like, Kmart shoppers, attention Kmart shoppers, for the next 10 minutes, we're having a blue light special on these shoes, or whatever it was. Yeah. That fascinated us. So we would go and find the blue light. <laughs> and it would be always in the shoe department or like the women's clothing or something. We would go find it. Mm. And we would bring it back to the automotive department. And we would just run blue light specials on stuff. We weren't supposed to. Was it like useless stuff? Yeah, we would pick like Bondo, which is Bondo is like this stuff you fix dents on cars. It would be just something off the wall. And we would get on the intercom and just start, you know, for the next 20 minutes, you know, blue lights, we would just talk junk and... <laughs> We got banned from the intercom because of it. We couldn't go on the intercom. We couldn't have blue light specials. We couldn't. We were always getting in trouble. How restricted were you by the end of it? Oh, we were always getting in trouble. Well, I mean, how restricted were you? We couldn't do only nothing. I mean, we would still do whatever, but we couldn't do only nothing. They were like always getting us in trouble. Man. For everything we did. That's crazy. We got banned from departments because we would go and talk to the girls. Like, you know, there would be girls working in certain departments, and we would just abandon our department and go talk people who are trying to look for help and, and then we get in trouble and their managers would tell our managers and we wouldn't be able to go back to the shoe department or something oh, you know so it was always something <laughs> it was fun though it was fun times I can imagine yeah so you have a you have your job you have your music now could you give us a little insight on probably your most favorite thing i'd say favorite thing i do favorite thing of all of all that I do. It's probably mm-hmm. fishing now. Yeah. Hunting and fishing, yeah. And I've always been into fishing and hunting. You pick, which one would you prefer though? Hunting. Fishing. Fishing. Uh, fishing would probably be my main because I don't, I don't know, I just love fishing. But, you know, I, I'm kind of strange in my family. Like I was telling you, nobody was into music, you know. You nobody was into hunting and fishing either. Nobody, I don't know how I got into swim, it. swam either, didn't Yeah, you? nobody knew how to swim. I was the only one that knew how to swim. But, man, I had a friend, still have a friend dear friend I love him to death is Hal Griffin I met him in high school in driver's ed class <laughs> we had driver's ed together well the driving part and we became fast friends and you know he, he loved animals and wildlife and hunting and smart too wildlife biologists and um, but anyway me and him spent among other people with us but numerous hours fishing in the summer and, and hunting and I don't know. I just always loved it. My favorite pastime now, by far. Did you tell him about your, uh, who was it, your te- your gym teacher, I think? He was our, you're talking about he was the our driver instructor. Driver instructor. Tell him the first day. Oh, the first time I met Hal. Hal shy boys. Just... Hal was like this unique guy, man. He didn't like fit in. And, and he, he wore a brown coat, like with a hoodie coat jacket. I can still see it. I mean, I can see him standing there right now when I'm telling you about it. 
He wore a white T-shirt, not like a brand T-shirt, like a Hanes or a Fruit of the Loom, you know, like something you go under. He yeah. wore a white T-shirt and jeans, and he wore brogans, which brogans were like work boots. And then he wore or hunting boots, whatever. And then he wore a belt buckle that said, I'd rather be coon hunting, because he had raccoon dogs. Yeah, we called yeah. them coon dogs. But uh, that's how he dressed every day of his life. Is that how you, that's how you met him? That's what, that's what like. he was wearing when I met him, and, I, and I've seen him wear that same clothes Every day of his life. Back Even then. now? No, no, now he's dressed a little different. But back then, I don't think, you know, it was rare to see him in anything different, right? <laughs> so uh, we're standing there in driver's ed, and we had a, the gym teacher was the driver's ed teacher, the one that took you out driving. And I didn't know how. We go to the gymnasium. That's where you would meet up with him. You just like, and he walks up to us, and he's like, "All right." He was all excited, like you know, he's ready to drive, and and he throws us the keys. To me and Hal. We're right. standing side by side. And neither one of us reached out to catch the keys or anything. We just watched it fall between us. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I have been driving my whole life because, you know, country boy, uh, we had tractors and lawnmowers and cars. I loved cars. You know, my dad was all into cars and working on cars. And so I had driven many a mile by the time I took driver's ed. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I was sitting in my daddy's lap and drive. And then I would drive sitting in the passenger seat just with my arm reached across. I mean, all the way back from like Lewisburg, which is mm. 30 minutes, 30 miles, driven. And he would even let me get behind the wheel and drive. You know, I, I drove everything. I had motorcycles and just loved driving. So I had drove many a mile by the time I took driver's ed. So I was the first one up to drive. And I think I drove for like 15 minutes. Right. And then uh, it was Hal's turn. And Hal was, I don't think he had ever driven anything. <laughs> And he was horrible, and the rest of the time was Hal driving. I never had to drive again. It was very weird because I don't think we ever drove more than two or three days anyway because the teacher always had something he had to do, you know, with basketball or something. Yeah, yeah. We didn't care. You know, he was just he like, cared either. he wouldn't show up. You know, yeah. we'd be in the gym waiting for him. He wouldn't show up, or he would show up and say, I ain't got time today, and we'd just hang out. So yeah. things have changed a lot from back in the 80s. I can imagine. But that was how I met that a good Hal. year? A good time period? I love that time period. Eighties. I mean, I, I yeah, it's kinda like the Goldbergs, man. I was just watching the Goldbergs where you come in here and you know, it's eighty something on that and it's really a lot like it was, you know. It's pretty <laughs> mom, close representation. Did your mom have the same hairstyle as the mom? I don't my mom had that beehive like uh Lewisburg hairstyle. I don't know, a lot of moms, you know. <laughs> and she never worked, you know, stay home mom. Like that was more common back then. Yeah, Wait, you you like it better in the eighties, or, or would you like? Well, it you now? know, of course, if I was a kid now and I had all the stuff y'all y'all have, I, I would probably love that. You know, yeah. you you don't know no different because it wasn't nothing. I mean, I remember when Pong came out. I was <laughs> old. I was older. I was a teenager when Pong came out, and it was terrible. You know? Yeah, it was a horrible. You hooked game. it to your TV. It's you know, it's like, it was like this little box, and it was just this ball that went back and forth, and you had this little line. You know, but you I'm get. sure that was like, amazing. and it was all snowy. Like ours never came in clear. I don't know. Probably we had a cheap TV or something. But I mean. Yeah. It didn't come in clear, and it was all you looking at it through snow, you know. But the, <laughs> it was just terrible. And then uh, I remember the Atari I got. And I don't, what are they, the 2600 or something? something? I don't know what they call them, but Atari was fine. And I remember my daddy, he loved Space Invaders. Space Invaders? You could, you could play two people at a time. We always liked games that you could play Ver at the same time. Verse? Well, you were on a team. Oh. And we would just sit there, and we would trip it. You mean, you would, you would roll it back over to zero. You would finish the game and roll the points over to zero, you know. It was... Cause we would play so long. 
Yeah. Man, he loved racing, so we we had a ice racing game on there, and he really liked because it was like you were driving on a dirt track, you were sliding. That's cool. Yeah, that was the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm enlightened. <laughs> we could talk for like hours, but I mean, we just scratched the surface. I don't know what you want to talk it's about. A good old good old Father's Day. It's, 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 Father's it's just Day. A, it's just a little taste. A little taste. What my, what my little dad did. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Interesting stuff. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate oh, it's been it. Fun. I appreciate it. This is your father's gift, by the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got out cheap. Didn't you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just what I wanted. I'm, I'm just, I loves it. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate. I, I gotta say this again. We've all been <laughs> some good advice from my dad. What advice did I give? You're ready to spit. Oh, I am ready to spit. He he can spit all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming well, on, and you're welcome. I'll definitely have you on again. Oh, I like your podcast. I mean, I'm, it's been interesting to listen to. He has to say that. Cause I don't, son. but I, I like. You know, of course, I may be prejudiced. He's my little, just like me. He's my son. Thank you. He ain't much, but he's all I got. Seriously, I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it again. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next time. Happy Father's Day. Peace. Bye.